This is Wrestling is for Girls, a podcast for everyone. Each week, Abigail and I meet to talk about the wonders of Raw, SmackDown, and recent pay-per-views. And there's some news for the top of the show. WWE has said goodbye to Hot Dog Legs Matt Riddle and Dolph Ziggler and a bevy of other wrestlers and yet still hangs on to Austin Theory. It's crazy, right? But there is a newbie on the premises, Jade Cargill. Very excited to have another lady join the ranks. She seems super badass. She looks like a real life superhero. Like she really does. (laughs) She does. And also, it looks like heaven gains another angel. (laughs) AEW has gone, Edge has gone to AEW. How do you, how do you feel about that? Because I know Edge is like, I mean, I love Edge, but you love Edge more than I do. So I'm excited for him because I feel like he's going to have a blast over there. And he and Christian get to be reunited, which is wonderful, Mm -hmm. which makes me probably want to watch it AEW more. But I don't have time, but it it makes me sad. I mean, I get it, though. Like, he had a really good post on his Instagram where he was talking about how, like, basically he had ideas and WWE didn't have ideas for him. And it really Mm -hmm. felt like that. So I'd rather be happy with someone else than sad with me. You know, that's really beautiful. Um, And I think the fact that you're sending him lovingly back to Christian's arms is one of the kindest and most magnanimous things I've ever seen you do or anyone do, really. If it was meant to be, he'll come back. He'll come back to WWE if it was meant to be. It's true. He's come back to us before. So So, I'm excited to see. I mean, I feel like all my all time greats are ending up over there now. Like they have (laughs) Jeff Hardy. They have Edge. Randy's going to show up over there at some point. I'm convinced. They've got Chris Jericho. I just like, I've heard there's rumors Dolph Ziggler is going to go over there. His brother works there, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, so it's really kind of fascinating. Like Edge in his post is like, it's not about one show versus another show, eh? But I think it is about (laughs) one brand versus another brand. Like, absolutely. I think, you know, from a fan's perspective, what Edge said is absolutely right. Like, it's... You're going to have a better wrestling economy with more companies working mm-hmm. in the wrestling economy. And for fans, I think it is better to have options. Yep. But yeah, it's a business at the end of the day. Like it absolutely is a competition. Yeah. I wish the, these, um, this plethora of shows wasn't like six nights of wrestling a week. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do it. Here's here's the thing about AEW though they're really considerate. Their longest show is two hours. Yeah, I, unlike some people, Dad, gotta give man like that's yes, just, it's stupid. The rents are too damn high, and the raw is too damn long. Well, it's not like the other thing. It's not like they've added. You know, it's not this third hour because they have so much talent they want to showcase it all. Right? Like yes, they they have so much talent that they refuse to showcase so it's certainly not the reason agreed agreed so yeah it was like a bunch of future endeavors a bunch there were a lot of people i didn't know which you know like it was rough i felt really bad oh um mustafa ali let was i know that bummed me out especially since 
you know, they had just started this kind of new weird gimmick where he had like this politician thing going on. And I guess it was something he'd wanted to do for a long time and was excited about. And I read this article where nobody in NXT knew that he was being released and they had plans for him through like the beginning of next year. Yeah, he was featured on a pay-per-view. Yeah, they just pulled him from that. Yeah, like, he was oh, on goodbye. the poster. <laughs> Craziness. That's that's fucked up. Well, would you like to smack it down? I think that's all we can do right now. Smackdown opens. Jim Seth Uso and the Bloodline Brothers <laughs> come out. He has been a Jim Seth lately. I have to I have to concur. <laughs> Paul Heyman in the ring deciding to show his version of the Zapruder Zapruder film. He um, was on fire. Like when he said my name is not Boo, I almost died. <laughs> He's such a little sass basket. No. So I I keep having this thought and it was kind of further confirmed and I don't know how you feel about this, but I keep having this thought that like Jimmy is double agenting like mm. in the sense that like, I feel like he's just fucking with solo and Paul sometimes like, like he did it. He stole the mic from Paul again. He's just being like totally over the top. Now. Yes. He's beating people up like left and right throughout the evening. But I don't know. It just feels like he doesn't give a fuck about the bloodline. And like, I don't know if he's trying to be like, gonna dismantle it from the inside. I don't know. I just, it, I can't, maybe I just can't accept Jimmy as like a heel, you know, like full on well, mega heel. You said it was kind of confirmed. What confirmed for you that Jim Uso no. was a double agent? That he stole the, the microphone again. That he keeps oh, okay. like fucking with Paul. Yes, that definitely. So I feel like there's a couple options, right? Like he's trying to destroy the bloodline because he will never be like under Roman's thumb again. He thinks that he's going to like act so tough that Roman will be excited to have him back and make him the right hand yeah. man. He is just literally unhinged. And <laughs> Yeah, is taking it out on Ashanti the Adonis and others. Side note about that, you know, you never have to look at again. Yeah, maybe if Top Dollar had been there, you know, he could have done something like fallen down to distract Jim Uso and Ashanti <laughs> could have gotten away. I'm sorry, Top Dollar. It's not easy to lose your employment, and I don't mean to make fun, but yeah, it felt bad. But I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do everybody. with what's her name? Bfab. What's BFAB doing? I mean, the same as before, pretty much nothing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I just want to find some, like, meaning behind it. Like, I don't like mm -hmm. the idea of Jimmy just being like, bleh. <laughs> I, <laughs> I need it to be for a reason, apparently. Um, they're talking about John Cena like he's Santa. Like. <laughs> Cena Claus. Well, they're like, he might not make it before you go to bed. He's having transportation yeah. issues. It's like shit you'd say to your five-year-old. Dancer has a assume... bad leg. Everything's <laughs> late. I kind of assumed that like transportation issues meant that maybe Solo cut his brake lines. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Oh. I did not mean that Solo actually cut it. Like, I'm joking. I thought you meant like storyline wise, obviously. It was just know. like, what is like transportation issues? John Cena <laughs> is a grown man and a professional. Get your ass to work. It I say as like someone a... who is late to work every day. 
it feels like one of those um taken to a local medical yes facility <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. very big transportation issues like john cena has been in catering this whole time <laughs> eating potato salad that was what that stain on his shirt was um <laughs> so in this who shows up who finally gets his head out of his ass but carl anderson carl anderson you hurt my Mr. friend Anderson. i'm like three Which, weeks late but you hurt my friend like carl are you experiencing delayed responses did you just decide like did aj apologize to you uh, what is going on and why was he by himself where was uh what's his face cletus Where's Not luke gallows yes festus festus i <laughs> knew there was a us on the end Perhaps once a year, Festus has to go somewhere where once again, biscuits and gravy regenerate him and make him a man. Anew. I think of Festus every time I have biscuits and gravy. Every time. I don't know if that's good for my appetite or not. It was such a weird gimmick. Um, so this rolls into Jim Uso of Jim Uso's Honda and Carl having a match. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any surprise that Jim wins. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think one of the best parts of this whole sequence <laughs> is at the end of this, on his way out, Michin just levels Jimmy. <laughs> it was amazing. Like he so was good. on one as he has been, and she just like nails him so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. <sighs> it was so good. So throughout the night, as we've mentioned, we will see Jimmy time and again being a menace backstage paul calling roman reigns trying to like roman reign in your cousin so much sadness in his voice too when he's like call roman reigns he's so exhausted he's like these kids are killing me he's just like this so exhausted babysitter uh so yes jay is a menace jay jimmy is a menace all night sorry jay Mm At a little bit later, we have the Grayson Waller effect, which you know is not my favorite show, but he has Bobby Lashley as his guest. Can we please talk about Bobby's coat? Sure. What about Bobby? The way that it tied instead of it was buttoned? the weirdest coat I've ever seen. It's like a smock blazer. It didn't have a collar. Yeah. It was very strange. I think I wrote something later on when we see them again like it looked like a coat you'd put on in order for them to put the chalk measurements on to like make oh, the real coat yes it's like did you leave yeah. the tailor too early bobby usually i mean i feel like bobby does make more adventurous style choices than some dudes yes and usually i am willing to like give him the benefit of the doubt he usually looks great but this mm-hmm. one you know they can't all be winners and this one wasn't a winner I don't think it was very flattering on him either. No. I wrote down, he has a terrible coat on and I feel bad, <laughs> but I hate it. <laughs> Better luck next time, Bobby. So Grayson is uh, licking Bobby's boots and, and basically, you know, hinting not so subtly that he wants Bobby to take on Grayson and Austin as his new protégés. Because every boy needs a daddy. What a nightmare that would be. Oh. Yeah, Bobby Lashley deserves better. No, thank you. He really does. Like, coat or no coat, he doesn't deserve Austin Theory. 
Agreed. During this, the suit prophets show up looking fashionable. They look fantastic. So, So, you know what? They are both good looking dudes and they have been dressing so nice. I'm like, this is, this is glorious. Let's continue this. I know. I would be so stressed out wrestling in these suits. Like, I would just feel like so nervous about ruining it. And like, I've got to travel with this suit. I've got five dates I got to do wearing this suit. I can't ruin it. As someone who spills food on herself every day. (laughs) That's why I never wear anything white ever. Um, Do you think they have like a tailor? Like, like a, like, on set like do the travels with wwe to like help with last minute things they must have somebody who can make last minute repairs right like i know everybody sources their own stuff but just like those last minute repairs and yeah it seems like it right just in case yeah Mm -hmm. i mean they have makeup people i could see why they would have like seamstress tailor types i really hope the seamstress tailor types do better than the makeup people seamstress taylor soldier spy yeah i know <laughs> so much to my dismay grayson waller brings out austin theory mm-hmm. and this somehow turns into a match with him and cameron grimes i missed that part somehow i think my brain was in shutdown mode and denial that austin theory was on my screen do you know why cameron grimes was part of this um, I think because like Austin needed someone to wrestle because he didn't even get an entrance. The poor guy. <laughs> was it yesterday? Yesterday I woke up. I woke up. No, maybe it was today. Anyway, I woke up. His theme music was in my head. It was in my head all day. Shall I say? So random. All I have songs in my head constantly, and for whatever reason, it's been wrestling songs lately. So like yesterday, I had Ch- uh, Champa's music in my head. It's just. What's going it is on catchy. Do you think that it maybe you were traumatized by this very sad moment between Bobby and the Street Profits where he was like, if you want something from me, you have to prove it. Yeah, that was sad and weird. He kind of like gave them this test to earn his love. And I was like, this isn't how it should be, Bobby. It's bad dadding all over the they're, place. They're not used to being monsters. You can't turn them into monsters overnight. You know, they're doing their best. They look real sharp. Maybe just start they there. Do. They look sharp. I know you got to ease them into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so A-Town wins, which is not a shock at all. No. no. And then he and Dragon Lee have a little kerfluffle. Dragon Lee's had enough of pretty much everybody, it turns out, I think. I mean, I'll these- take Dragon Lee over Austin Theory any day absolutely dragon lee has never actively pissed me off in fact i enjoy him quite a bit so he's got sweet masks although i worry well i think someone did i don't know if it was this match where it was like someone grabbed his little like dragon tail on his mask and i was like oh no dragon lee (laughs) don't do it let's hop forward a bit to the um united states championship match between Ray and Santos, a very emotional match, a really great match. I didn't take lots of notes about this because I was just like, I'm going to watch. And it was so great. They're great together. They really, truly are. And I thought, well, what did you think of the outcome? You know, I feel like 
there's this hesitancy to kind of pull the trigger on Santos Escobar and give him that title run and kind of like pass the torch. And I don't mean like Mm -hmm. Ray is going to go away and stop Mm -hmm. being the greatest, you know, Lucha Libre dude of all time. But it's like, it's kind of like the American political scene where we keep the same, and I know Ray's not 80 or 90, but the same 80 or 90 (laughs) year olds in office. Yeah. And then like these young people are just kind of languishing. And now you've got a whole generation of like 50 year olds who have never gotten their chance for the next stage. Yeah. And I feel like if we're not careful, that's what we're going to do with some of these guys that we will just not bump into the title pictures. Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand why they didn't give it to Santos. I think he's a great person to carry that title right now. Like, mm-hmm. The United States Championship has always been kind of like lower tier in the sense that like it's it's you know it's not a heavyweight championship level, right? right. It's just kind of like not a main on, event title. On your way to the the big time and like that's mm-hmm. perfect for him. He would be great. I don't know. I don't I don't get it um especially because I feel like they've gone out of their way to have like God forgive me for using Grayson Waller's rub term, but like Ray has given him the rub so enthusiastically. Like he's great. He loves him. He respects him. Although I did think it was amazing when Michael Cole was like, Ray Mysterio says Dragon Lee is like the future of Lucha Libre. I'm like, that's very inconsiderate, Ray. Santos is standing right here. So awkward. Yikes. (laughs) But I don't know. And like they do so much, like every time those two do promos, it's like this love fest and they're very much in the same vein. So it's like you are setting him up to be the heir of the Mysterio throne. Like, yeah, Ray's got to vacate it at some point. He really does. I mean, I love you, Ray, but come on. Mm-hmm. Um, after this match, Street Profits attack. They they're going to show Bobby. Yeah, they've taken his words to heart. Mm-hmm. They're like, we can be assholes. Look at this. And out comes Bobby in his weird coat looking proud as a peacock. <laughs> Did you see where after, like, you know, the Street Profits are beating up Ray and Santos and Bobby's like, yay, good job. And then poor Joaquin Wild and Cruz del Toro come out and Joaquin Wild runs directly into Bobby Lash's elbow. Yeah, and that was rough. <laughs> like, oh, buddy. Those guys always take it the worst. Always. <sighs> like they're gonna have a match we'll talk about later at fast lane and spoilers i think they're going to get fucking leveled <laughs> so. i think they will likely get wrecked yeah that's my <laughs> oh man that's so rough um after this we see santos and ray backstage they're pissed they're super pissed because pissed. suit profits came out Mm-hmm. And Santos, I caught most of what he said. He was oh, mad because it was the best night of his life, of his career. <gasps> and those assholes attacked. It will not stand. <laughs> I thought he might have said something naughty because they bleeped him at one point. Oh, did they? Yeah, there was like a silence. And I was like, I think they bleeped oh. him. I think he said a naughty word. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe they were trying to bleep something else. Like saying the crowd was saying, yeah. or I don't know, but it's possible. I missed it. So, you know, this is, if this is a thing beyond, um, 
Vaseline. I imagine it will be, right? Because Santos is big mad about it. So we'll see. Yeah. I want to leap ahead to the very important contract signing. Well, sorry, not a contract signing. John Cena talking about his contract. John Cena trying, trying so hard. <laughs> he just wants to compete, but the bloodline are a great big bag of dicks and they're making it really hard. I mean, it's kind of amazing, right? Because they're just like, anybody who tries to tag with you, we're going to kill them. <laughs> so, and like, luck, you my look dude. back and it's like the people they thought he might pick were Ashanti the Adonis and I think a security guard. It's like, are you guys <laughs> employing any strategy with this? Or are you just like, well, if we ran into them, Cena could run into them. So there's a good chance. I think they shoved a PA really hard against the wall. I felt really bad for that guy. I was like, I hope he was in on it because he looks really sad and upset. Jim was always so nice to him before this. I know. He's like, what did I do wrong? So they start, they start beating John Cena up because he's by himself, right? Like they're like, hey, this Mm -hmm. is a preview of what's going to happen to you at Fastlane. And like Cole says at one point (laughs) that... That Solo wants the opportunity to drive a stake through Cena's heart. I'm like, is John Cena a vampire? <laughs> like, is this a spooky season narrative they're going with? I'm ready. Um, the correct turn is, term is cold one. <laughs> John Cena also does not go to La Push. He has the skin of a killer. There's like, in wrestling, there is a clear division between wrestlers who go to La Push <laughs> and wrestlers who do not go to La Push. It's the new heel and face. I don't make the rules. The wrestlers don't come is. here. <laughs> well, some of them do, just not John Cena. <laughs> um, but in all this, a hero appears. Yeah! A hero appears. Los Angeles Knight. Bless Los Angeles' heart. Now... Do we think that Los Angeles has turned over a magnanimous rock? Or do you think Los Angeles Knight has just picked up the self-preservation of doing this for me rock? I mean, I think Los Angeles is probably a complicated man as we all are complicated. You know, (laughs) he wants to take on bigger and better opponents. He wants a title. Partnering with John Cena is a great way to do it. And everybody hates Jimmy and Solo yeah it's it's like a win-win you know it's like a super boost of his Mm -hmm. overness like now he's got little rockets you know it's like he is mario and he just got the mushroom and now he's yeah excellent analogy thank you so i don't know if you feel this way but i sometimes get really scared when los angeles gets all fired up like when he's like super jazzed Mm-hmm. And like you can tell the adrenaline's flowing. I'm afraid he's gonna fucking injure somebody really bad. Like every time when he's just like, I'm in the rain, I'm gonna throw people around. It's like, dude, you've gotta pay attention to what you're doing. You could really break a neck. So, I mean, there's basically like your concern is that he is too amped up to be safe in this profession. And I think sometimes he is that amped up. I mean, dude gets really psyched. <laughs> He, re- he just goes so fast. Like, that is, um, it's a lot. It's two things. One, it's the undeniable Kavorka. <sighs> and two, I guess he probably doesn't go to La Push either because who else do we know who runs around like that? 
the colors. That's true. I'm just bringing it back. I'm just bringing it back. They're going to have a move called the Spider Monkey where John <laughs> Cena climbs on LA Knight's back and he launches him it. over. I love it. <laughs> um, so I'm super excited about this match. Like, I will talk about our picks after this, but like, I, this is like the weirdest matchup ever. I'm just really excited to see it. Same Z's. I think it will be really delightful. Well, do you have anything else you want to talk about RE Smackdown? I don't think I do. I think you've covered it admirably. Thanks. Well, let's get raw, shall we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So raw opens like I don't know that I've ever seen raw open before. Like if you didn't know what was happening, you'd think you'd like dropped in the middle of some like match that was happening. But yes. we curtain, you know, curtain opens and <laughs> Naya and Shayna are brawling. And we're continuing the narrative that Naya can destroy every single wrestler in the WWE. Raquel comes back wearing a lovely shirt that I was really worried about. It was just going to snap. I know. I know these like, kids have confidence that I wouldn't have, but <laughs> I like, guess just a couple imagine, strings. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, was it like taped in the front? Was it just like impossible to really like go wrong? I was really worried, but also it was like, such a blast from the past seeing that shirt because it was like the handkerchief sort of yes triangle shirt i wanted one of those shirts so badly when they were <laughs> popular and they just weren't made in plus sizes then you know like now yeah. you could just rock up to torrid and grab one if that were a thing but back yeah. then they just didn't and oh my jealousy was activated i could totally see you wearing one of those Thanks. It's like your vibe, you know? You get like mm -hmm. fancy shirts and stuff. It's true. Um, Raquel, if you want to tell me where you got that, you know, let me know. Send us a letter, Raquel. We love you. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was nice to see her back. Yes. She came back and she's already to whip some ass. Mm hmm. Mommy's back. Mommy is back. I was so happy to see her. Mommy is also ready to whip some ass. She is not taking anybody's bullshit. Mm -mm. Mommy was gone for like two weeks and all y'all's really fucked up. Rhea murdered all of the security people that came out. Mm -hmm. And they were like, she was like doing her riptide, I think. Is, is that the move? Yes, on like, the security dude. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. They're letting him letting her do it to the security dudes. Why can't she do it to male wrestlers that are on the roster? Come Get on. KO out here. Schedule <laughs> a brawl. I'm ready. You know what though? I feel like this was a crazy way to start Raw, but it was also like sort of a nice change from men yeah. fighting about and over Jay Uso. So like <laughs> mix it up. It really Keep it fresh. It was very different. She was um reestablishing her dominance i guess mm -hmm. she was like and how like she called out judgment day um mm -hmm. i assume it happened for you too but like it came back from commercial and she had already been talking and it was like yes thanks man i totally missed what the fuck she was saying that's great i was so frustrated because there <laughs> were a few times during the night 
where I just learned things as if I had already been told them. And I was like, what? I feel like I'm losing my mind. (laughs) I was just like, why are we doing this? We don't do it like this. Um, So Damien didn't do do his job. He didn't. She's extremely disappointed in him, which we know is worse than being mad at him. So much so. He's denying that the judgment day is falling apart. Which is hard to deny when Dom Dom has lost his title. Well, Dom Dom's lost his title. And Rhea gives him an ultimatum that if he doesn't win, yeah. he's fucked. Or not, or fucked, not fucked. So, um, yeah, that was serious, right? Like, Mm-hmm. she's laying down the hammer i think you know it's really hard if you're the person who's asked to be responsible for things all the time the one time you let yourself have a little break <laughs> exactly it all goes to shit. You, like you can't trust friggin anybody like i felt for her in the in this you know mm-hmm. set piece like i mean i do think she also was kind of doing this psycho roman reigns thing where she's like there's no leader in the judgment day however yeah when i was gone not it's like okay ria you're kind of edging into bloodline territory but you also have a very very good point these dudes could not like find their way out of a shoebox without you Mm -mm. this is why we can't delegate Mm -mm. Mm -mm. well this is all interrupted by her future boyfriend (laughs) it's just jayus um truly like the worst timing ever first of all but then jay flirting with ria is maybe my favorite thing that i've ever seen it's so cute i loved it so much i i love that he called her the new tribal chief on monday night i feel like it would have been really like i like how she was trying to look like well give a shit what you're saying i mean it's a double-edged sword right because she's surrounded by fuck-ups so she's probably ready for something new but Mm -hmm. she also has a penchant for fuck-ups and jacef can really bring that energy (laughs) it's true he can so you know i mean i feel like i would not be able to stand strong against jay so flirting with me i'm just gonna be honest i'd melt like butter I mean, if someone told me I had bigger balls than Roman Reigns, I'd be like, oh, right. Buy me, like, din- I mean, buy me dinner first. I feel like he's flirting with her in this way that really recognizes her power and her capabilities. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's good. That's smooth. It is smooth. Well done, Jason. I'm just really like, this is just the greatest way for the bloodline or for the, for the judgment day to fall apart if this is how it goes. It's like, how did your faction dissolve? Well, Jay Uso is a smooth motherfucker. And <laughs> that was it. Yep. So Damien's about to beat up Jay and Dom's like, no, you're not medically cleared, my friend. <laughs> There's so many people who are not medically cleared right now in, in the WWE. What happened at the NXT pay-per-view that the, almost the entire Judgment Day was de- like, Trick Williams, what did you do to them? We've got two of them who aren't medically cleared and you took the other one's title. Thank God Rhea <laughs> wasn't there. Who knows what could have happened to her? 
Like the ceiling caved in or something. I don't understand what happened. My God. My um. Uh, so Dom's like, no, man, I'll do it. Let me take care of it. And then JD McDunn, ugh, attacks. <laughs> Your fave. So poor Jay, much like Jimmy and Solo on SmackDown, McDunn, ugh, and Dom attack mm-hmm. our sweet Jason. Terrible, terrible crime. Now I, at this point, am yelling, where is Sammy? Where is KO? Where is Cody? Where is Sammy? Where is KO? Where is Cody? And Cody comes to hell. Cody doesn't disappoint. He doesn't. Cody doesn't disappoint. He doesn't. And at this moment, we learn that they're going to have a match at Fastlane for the Tag Mm -hmm. Team Championship. More news that is just presented as if everyone should have known because of the morning announcements, but apparently I got to school late on Monday. It's like, okay. Like, I just, the willy nilliness with which things are decided in the WWE blows my mind. Dad, if you could just like write a, like, give me a picture with a decision tree on it. I'm just desperate to know how y'all do things over there. Walk me through i did like though that adam pierce is just like that's it that yeah. that is the end of my what i think has been a very long rope and i can't stand any of you <laughs> which is fair <laughs> he's been dealing with shenanigans like from all these groups for like three years he, like they're all terrible i they really are <laughs> So, um, I really, I feel like this whole dynamic is really interesting and, um, I, I think it's funny that like the WWE Instagram was kind of like toying with this idea of Jay and Rhea long before this like ever really happened. And then they were just kind of like feeding that in like, like a few weeks ago, I think there was, he like. What was he gave her a look or something and like now he's like mm-hmm. all about the flattery it's like the jay uso method for getting the girl well and i feel like was it finn or damien who laid the seeds where one of them was like you know dom wants you to join and damien wants you to join and Rhea wants you to join and you know jay's like oh really? i think it was finn really i think it was finn yeah so i mean they brought this on themselves that's so cute. Well, let's scoot ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where we see one Drew McIntyre backstage with one Adam Pierce. He doesn't want to go on Ms. TV. <laughs> Adam Pierce is playing counselor. Amazing. Drew, are you okay? <laughs> is everything okay in your home life? I saw an image of you on Instagram where you were wearing a cowboy hat with your kilt and a short waistcoat and i'm concerned for you you seem to be going through some personality changes and also dressing like a cowboy tramp and that's just not what we're used to seeing from you drew how are things at home is everything okay with your spouse drew you know sometimes that newlywed period it's it's the most wonderful and the hardest so if there's something you want to talk about she seems really stable. You should lean on her. 
And you should also ask her if what you're wearing is weird because she'll know and you don't. You don't know. Oh, man. So uh, Drew is talking about himself in the third person. And mm-hmm. I was just like, Drew, my dude, you're falling fast in my wrestling boyfriend rankings. Like, yeah. he's just like, you know, like in the cartoons when the ladder rungs break and they just like slide all the way down. That's yeah, that's Drew McIntyre right now. It's he's in a very rough place. And I mean, I kind of want to talk about this more later, but I'm torn between like, this isn't working for me, but also being like, this is very understandable. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I mean, he's just kind of like, done with taking people's shit, I guess. But like, Mm -hmm. I don't really think he's been taking that much shit. I don't know. Um, I think he's he's a little bit doing that thing where he's like, I'm going to stay out of the drama. And he's not. Sta- he's like still inserting yeah. himself. He's yeah. trying I to don't be like the drama, drama. now. <laughs> it's like not my thing. Those people are always the worst. I'm just going to put that out there. Always. The well, we'll come drama. back to Drew a little bit later. So we'll talk about this some more. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, we have an Intercontinental Championship match contract signing between Gunter and Tommaso Champ- Champa. Mm-hmm. Uh, with so much sassing happening back and forth between the parties, so much sassing. It was um kind of amazing. I mean, Gunther kept making these little mocking faces that were just like my absolute favorite. I adore him. He's so good. Like he's very subtle about a lot of things, and like I don't know. I if I were Champa, I feel like I have some of the rage in me that Tommaso Champa has. So I feel like I would want to rip Gunther's head from his body if he were doing that to me. So. Absolutely. Like, Tommaso's just so angry. And Gunther's like, well, you know, you don't dress very nice. And um, I don't <laughs> give a shit about anything you care about. So why don't you uh, fuck off? And honestly, like, that would enrage me. And I'm not as angry as Tommaso Champa. I had this moment where like, all right, we're going to do this match tonight. Like I thought it was going to be like right then. And like, yes, have, like, a tearaway suit on where like his, <laughs> his reservoir dog suit would just like Velcro in the back and Ludwig would appear out of nowhere to catch it for him. That would have been amazing. I am. Um, <laughs> I'm glad he didn't try to wrestle in his little like sockless loafers though. <sighs> the blisters that would have resulted. I realize that this is like a European man look to have the kind of short trousers mm. and no socks with the dress shoes. Mm. It grosses me out the door. <laughs> really? I hate like put some socks on, dude. I Oh, so it's it's not so much the short pants, it's the naked feet in shoes. It's the showing me the naked like if his pants were a little longer, I probably couldn't see all that happening and I wouldn't be so upset. <laughs> so you don't like a well turned ankle? I don't like what it leads to, which is a sweaty foot. <laughs> Maybe no. he has like those little tiny no-show socks inside and everything. Maybe, is fine in there. you know, I have a long traumatic history with feet. So I just, I know. no, I know you do. I was so worried his suit was going to get ruined at this part. I really wrote down, don't ruin his suit. Cause I love his suit. He's got like one suit. He's super stylish, but he knows what works, right? He's not adventurous. Like Bobby Lasher, the street profits. He's just like, I look good in this suit. Yes. I don't look like Drew McIntyre in a cowboy kilt. I'm going to do this. <laughs> it's a classic black suit. Nothing wrong with that. Not at all. All right. So we're going to gear up for that match. Backstage, we see the Judgment Day. 
Damien still hates McDonough, and so do I, and I'm so glad he does. So He's glad. full of hate. Full of hate. And they're hatching this plan that I had to have the spouse back up for me to hear again because I was like, what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> and it was like, I, basically, it seems like they're like, hey, man, Sammy and KO are going to be so mad that mm-hmm. Jay and Cody are going for the tag titles after all the shit they went through and they're hoping it drives a wedge. Like, do you think it's going to work? I mean, I do think it will raise some feelings right like don't look at it from sammy's like sunshiny understanding perspective look at it from ko's perspective all the things that jay has cost him and people he cares about and now jay is gonna waltz into the titles that you know they that were taken from them yeah under some questionable as it always is with the judgment day right like yeah so, I mean, do I think that KO is going to be like, yeah, good job, Cody and Jay. So proud of you. No. I, but the great thing about this plan is that if you're going to try to capitalize on the situation and drive a wedge between them, you probably shouldn't tell everyone. <laughs> but nobody's listening. They don't know. But I mean, later we know that Cody was listening for the first time ever. A wrestler has gained <laughs> awareness of what happens on Raw or SmackDown. This is unprecedented territory. That's true. That's a really good it's point. Like, it's like punching a hole in the Matrix. <laughs> Only Cody Rhodes. Only Cody. Mm-hmm. Well, after this, we see Seth. Yes, we do. And while I couldn't look at it for very long, I did like his suit. I did too. And I liked his ruffles. I thought his ruffles were fantastic. Yeah. Um, so they're having this like Cole's in the ring, Seth's in the ring. They're having this like heartfelt conversation. Yeah. Very intimate in front of, you know, 20,000 people and millions mm. of people watching TV. Um, Cole wants to know why like Seth my my brother in christ you have like a back that's ready to snap when a, a breeze blows the wrong way why are you doing this why are you putting on i don't want to say airs but like why are you being so like nonchalant about all of this so why are you chasing your doom you know yeah that's what he's doing so he's like tell me why and seth is like hey man you <laughs> you've only missed two shows in 26 years so like who are you to tell me about being crazy i can't believe that i mean no that's incredibly impressive like michael cole's dedication is second to none i had no idea i guess maybe if i made the money michael cole makes i also would miss only two days in 26 years but i probably can't guarantee that i don't have that kind of work ethic if I worked one day a week, it would be a lot easier for me to be a stellar employee, you know? Oh, that's a good point. Although I, I am pretty sure Michael Cole has other duties than showing up for SmackDown or Raw, so. But I was just thinking about that, like, what if someone needed surgery and he needed to be there? What if he needed surgery? Like, so many questions, like, what's been going on in Cole's life that he only missed two shows? I mean, obviously, he's probably not counting, like, actual vacation time that Michael Cole took. I don't know. I don't I know. I mean, I guess also we have to keep in mind that like Michael Cole is not doing what Seth Rollins does at these shows, yeah. right? Like Michael Cole is typically True. not getting his back broken. 
at these shows. I was like, nor should I don't he know. be. I was like, I don't know, Seth, is he addicted or required? So, is he obsessed or employed? <laughs> um, so the whole thing for Seth is about honor, right? It's his mm. his love for the fans, his love of the game, you know, not Triple H, but he probably does love dad very much, but love his dad. love of wrestling, his like passion for the squared circle. I feel like in this promo, we learn that Seth Rollins, like so many people, really struggles to find intrinsic value in himself Mm -hmm. and has like made all of the meaning in his life and the value in his life about professional wrestling. And your job can't be everything, Seth. You've got to be the main character, not your job. Well, and he keeps saying like, I've got baby girl that I love so much. I'm like, I don't know, Seth, how honorable is it to risk your livelihood (laughs) when you have this baby girl you love so much and need to take care of? But cold, but fair point. (laughs) I'm always cold. (laughs) Um, So during this, Shinsuke appears on video, just delighting Mm -hmm. the hell out of me. More craziness. And shows up, he like, you know, appears in the ring. Wearing the coolest looking outfit. I know. And it looks so comfy too. Yes. Like amazing. Oh, he looked like so comfortable and fashionable at the same time. And I was like, son mm-hmm. of a bitch, Shinsuke, how do you do it? And then he beat the shit out of Seth again. <laughs> In like this really ridiculous way where like he's got this last man standing countdown going in the video. Yes. And then he's like working with a video and then he takes it over himself. I'm like, this is... This is mental and I love it. It was so amazing. It was like so flashy without being super flashy. I don't know. I can't really describe it, but it was just like so well done. Beautifully orchestrated. So I think, I mean, that's probably the match I'm looking most forward to. I'm very excited for that one. I don't know if it's the one I'm most looking forward to, but I mean, there's a lot of them that I'm very excited about. Yeah. Well, from Seth, we go to Becky, and Becky and Tegan are backstage. And Becky's backstage with her horrible arm. I know. Ugh. Listeners, if you didn't see Becky's arm, I will tell you both not to look it up and look it up. <laughs> it's um awful. What What is inside our arms is terrible, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, what the fuck? Okay, anyway. So Becky's like kind of mentoring Tegan now, right? She's like, I yes. want you to be the one to take this title from me. This is amazing. And like la- uh, last week or two weeks ago, Natalia was like, no, me. And now she shows up and she's like, I'm just really proud of you, Tegan. I'm like, that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was so, so uncomfortable. First of all, I want a sidebar. Her contour was inexcusable on Monday Oh, night. I didn't, I don't know that I noticed. It was just two long strips of dark brown running down <laughs> the side of her face. And I was like, whoever did this to you hates you. And you need to tell that bitch to never look at you again. But also like, what is going on with her? Is she trying to pull a Jim Uso where she's like, emotionally, I'm over here. I'm over here now. It's like, what are you doing, Natty? Oh my God. Yeah. Is this like unhinged Natty? I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it was like a genuine thing. 
also that's afraid that's why i'm afraid of wearing bronzer i feel like i would just end up with like a horrible halo around my face of like a poop here, smear here is the thing you don't have to be afraid because you can just blend it yeah that is a <laughs> step true. that she was like ain't got no time <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, well this this weirdness rolls into a match between chelsea and tegan chelsea's uh dark hair is beautiful i, love, I it. love it it looks so nice it suits her so well excellent choice chelsea really Green. Does. yeah it's really nice um so during the match piper is trying to menace interfere etc mm. and natty comes out to help what is she doing it feels so disingenuous like she's just waiting to plant the knife in tegan's back i don't this is what I felt like Zoe Stark was doing with Trish the whole time. Like, mm. like in reverse, like, oh, I'm going to be your ally and help you. And then like, you know, go heal on her or yeah, turn on her, whatever you want to call it. That it does feel like that, right? Like it feels like Natalia's just going to be like, oh, I'm so proud of you. You're so great. It she, feels like. It feels like Natalia is going to make sure that nothing happens to Tegan before her match with Becky. So she can be the one to take her out before her match with Becky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really does. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of enjoying seeing Tegan get a little bit of spotlight. Um, yes, I love Tegan. Yeah, she kind of changed her look. I swear before she used to look kind of like a 90s lady wrestler. She did. I think when you see her in street clothes more, she's got a real 90s thing going on. Okay. And she won that match, so that's good. Good for Tegan. But let's come back to Drew McIntyre, shall we? I mean, isn't that what we should be doing, according to Drew? We should be listening to Drew. Was he wearing the leather jacket in this part? Uh, or was he just shirtless? I, can't I don't remember. remember. I do remember him ripping off his kilt. <laughs> I just think it's like earlier in the evening, he's just wearing like leather jacket, no shirt super oily and i'm just like that's gotta be bad for the jacket right scuzzy look Ugh. um so he doesn't know anybody an explanation okay mm -mm. like you don't need to know why drew mcintyre does what drew mcintyre does and but he's gonna tell you anyway <laughs> in excruciating in detail talking yes like i don't have anything to say except this one thing i'm gonna talk for 10 minutes so everybody's a hypocrite to drew mcintyre Yes. Drew McIntyre is the only one who saves the day. But here comes the Miz. Mm -hmm. Miz is mad because Drew canceled Miz TV. It was pretty rude of Drew. How does he have the power? <laughs> um, I think because the Miz was like, I demand he goes on Miz TV. And then like Drew was like, you can't demand shit, my dude. Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody had the power to negotiate any of these things. And Adam Pierce was like, I, I literally can't, you assholes. I, I don't give whatever. a shit anymore, guys. <laughs> so they have this, like, heated exchange. Drew wants to fight the Miz. Miz calls Drew Two-Face. Mm -hmm. Miz attacks. Drew beats him up. Their match is official. Drew wants to cut off Miz's head with Angela, the sword. I don't think I knew that Angela was the sword's name until Monday. And yeah, 
I was very alarmed when Drew was like, I think I'll do a Claymore kick. And then he was like, no, you know what? I think I'm going to run him through. <laughs> yes. He's like, let's crank like, this Drew, up a notch. Uh, it's going to be really hard to come back from filleting a man on live television. I don't think you're going to be able to claim to be the no drama good guy at that point. Yeah. But that was just a distraction technique so he could run over and expose the turnbuckle that Miz mm -hmm. was trying to expose earlier. And he wins the match. He wins the match. Good for him. You know. And his little speech after. His little speech. I mean... So I feel like, first of all, that speech went over like a fart in church. Nobody liked it. It was really weird. But I also feel like I I think a lot of people have been in a situation not as you know dramatic as Drew's with swords and kilts and shit. <laughs> but have you ever known a person who is... I'm going to back I'm going back to when he talks about being sick of living in the Cody verse and accepting these things and like you know, these things that he doesn't think are right. Have you mm -hmm. ever known a person who is just so unambiguously good and everyone thinks they're really good and they don't have shitty thoughts and they're just like great, you know, they're just like this wonderful human being yeah. and you're not, you're just a real human being who thinks shitty thoughts and mm -hmm. gets petty and doesn't want to have to live up to that standard. And I, I think Drew is living that that emotion out in real time for us all. He's like, you just decide to come in and be like, you know, the good guy. And now we all have to be like, yep, we all need to live up to the standard. It is, it's very relatable, even if mm -hmm. I'm not loving the storyline. I like that. I think that's a really good way to look at it. I hadn't thought about it that way, but it's true, right? Like, there is an impossible standard that, like, Cody has set. And like nobody can be Cody Rhodes, and Drew's just like, I'm not even gonna try anymore. This is dumb. And I mean, Drew has a, a pretty good point. Like, yes, on one hand, what the good guy would do is, you know, if Jay is getting beaten up, he'd help him. He'd get over yeah. his past grudges, whatever. But like, Jay did run wild on everybody and ruin so many opportunities yeah. for them in story. I, you know, it's it's all yeah. very. It's very conflicted. It's a hard one to just be like, oh, it's okay, buddy. <laughs> right. Like, it's cool. I mean, that's like the redemption arc, right? Like, he actually has to redeem himself. And Drew's like, well, it's not that easy, bitch. Yeah. So, like, this was a heel turn, right? I mean, I think threatening to kill a man with a sword and then giving a petty little speech mocking somebody trying to be a better person is pretty heelish. Okay. Sometimes I can't tell. <laughs> well, I mean, it's being a dick. It's not black and white anymore, right? It's not like this guy's a heel and this guy's a face. Yeah. Sometimes it is. But I think with a lot of these characters, it's it's not your fault that you can't tell because there's no there's not always an answer to that. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see where this goes. Me too. Are we going to have an ultimate showdown with Cody and Drew? Mayhap. What if, uh, you know, what if Drew gets involved at Fastlane to teach Jay a lesson? Ooh. And thus teach Cody a lesson. Ooh. Interesting thoughts. Mm. Is that a thought you just had or had, were you going to talk about that later too? No, I have all these conspiracy theories about that about match. It. So, I love match conspiracy theories. It's so fun. It's the best. 
So a little bit later on, Jackie is out in the ramp thing, wearing the weirdest mm-hmm. pants I've ever seen in my life. Terrible. And they bring Cody out. And so I think like, I wonder if they interview Cody out there because people really want to see him not on a screen backstage and they really want to sing his song. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I think people want the experience of seeing him come out and singing the song and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, audience participation is such a huge thing in wrestling. It is. And people are really paying to see Cody for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So we learned that he and Jay are going to be on SmackDown this week. Because, like, the brand split is not a thing. Nope. It doesn't exist. Nope. They go where they want to go. Like the wind. I'm just... There's got to be a Jay and Jimmy face-off moment, right? They, they've got to come face-to-face at some point. I think that... You know, I'm always talking about how Jay shows up at the worst moment. Like, this is going to be the worst moment. It's like, what are you two hoping to accomplish on SmackDown, you idiots? I know. I don't know why they're over there. We don't. Just stay home. I, We're doing I publicity know. for our little show called Raw. <laughs> <laughs> know, we just like to hang out. Just really good friends, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So uh after this we have the main event mm-hmm. and what a main event it was Tommaso holy Ciampa shit this was so good versus gunther for the uh intercontinental championship um it was so good i i wrote down like three things because i was just like gonna watch the whole match because it's amazing it was so good it was so good I think it feels like these two hit each other harder than any other match I've seen with Gunther in it. I think that Gunther has really been delivering some freaking classics every Monday night. Yeah. He's like amazing. his matches with Chad Gable were, and I don't want to take anything away from Chad Gable. Cause that was a 50, 50 scenario, just like it was with Tommaso on Monday. Yeah. But like, Holy crap, this guy does not quit. And these two just, it was brutal. It, <laughs> it was, was amazing. Brutal. I don't know that I've ever seen Gunther so like wounded in a match. Yeah. I mean, he looked wrecked. Yeah, he looked so tired and so worn down and just like I feel like maybe it's just like now it's gonna be a cumulative effect. Like every awesome match he has just like weakens him a little <laughs> like a boss just, fight. <laughs> yes, his little health bar is like ticking yes. down and now it's in the yellow. Yeah, he can't regenerate it. This was so awesome. I loved it. Was it was so good. The double power bomb that um Gunther did kind of near the end of the match was really cool. I was like, damn, how do you have the energy to like hoist like deadlift this dude twice? Right? And <sighs> I feel like he does this great thing with kind of the storytelling in the wrestling that he wants to be like this elevated elite competitor like he's cool he's calm it's the science of wrestling and strategy but then like he gets in the ring with these guys that he can't just beat that way so the end of the match is him always going ape shit and just like destroying them you know and it's great it's so good um gunther retains because he chokes out champa sad but also like you know hard to hard to feel disappointed yeah it was so good mm-hmm. sadness after this though because imperium come in and start beating up on poor tomaso 
Not cool, Imperium. And he's you all on suck. his own. Nobody to help him. No one around. Mm-hmm. Abandoned. Just kidding. Johnny Gargano makes an appearance and saves the day. Um, it was the best. I'm so happy. <laughs> and also, I want to like just I just want to take a little credit here because as Imperium is beating him up, I turned to my husband and I said, I hope someone realizes that sometimes no one else is coming to save you and uh, you have to do it yourself. And lo and behold, invoking the name of DIY, summon Johnny Gargano. Now, unfortunately, I said that on Tuesday when we were finishing watching the show, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Still counts. I did that. You're welcome, wrestling fans. Uh, you're a time traveler. It's fine. Um, Absolutely. That was so exciting. I need some, like, I need these two, like, showing up all the time now. Mm-hmm. I need them to get the band back together, breathe some new life into this tag team division, which I have been enjoying very, very much. But let's face it, it's been a story mm-hmm. about four to six people for a very long time. So let's yeah. get them in that title picture. I feel like they kind of have the grumpy and sunshine dynamic. Absolutely, they do. Yes. So it works like the formula works it's uh it's a must-have and they do it well and i'm very excited to see what happens next with them me too anything else you want to talk about as regard to in regard to raw i mean i think if it's okay with you i just like to do some predictions predictions for fast lane predictions Boop, boop, boop. That's going to be our new song. Remember that for next time we do predictions. I won't. Yeah, we shouldn't cut the audio out or anything. We should just remember <laughs> to do the song. <laughs> Live and local every time. Um. All right, let's kick off. Jay and Cody versus Damien and Finn. Who do you have? I mean, you know who I have. It's Team Uber Bay, Cody Rhodes, and Jay Uso. <laughs> it's the culmination of my dreams. Or as I like to call Wait. them, Jody. <laughs> I like Jody. Who do you have? Oh, I chose them as well. I have to. The heart wants what the heart wants. Well, so can I share one of my conspiracy theories with you here? Yes. So uh, different than the conspiracy theory I um, shared with you earlier. So like, I'm pretty sure that this will come earlier on the card than Seth versus Shinsuke. So okay. by the time that Seth, Seth, by the time that Seth faces Shinsuke, Damian Priest will know if he's a tag team champion or not. Uh-huh. And if Seth retains but is brutalized to within an inch of his life. Yeah. What a better time for Damian Priest to be like, y'all suck. I'm tired of you. I'm the only one who's like a legitimate champion here. Yeah. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go cash in and do my own thing. But like somehow JD McDonough will fuck it up for him. Probably because he's the worst, but I mean, (laughs) that'd be great. I'm just, I'm very interested to see what, I feel like this match is going to be a real source of fuckery given, you know, the drama queens that are in it. So. Yeah. That's fun to think about. I like that. I like that idea a lot. I'm going to keep my eyes extra peeled during that. And like so many people could just come out and cost them the, 
the opportunity mm-hmm. to teach Jay a lesson. Like, I don't trust anybody. I don't trust Drew. I don't trust KO. I don't trust Jimmy not to appear and ruin it for Jay. I mean, yeah. Anyway, those are my feelings. Yeah, Rhea. Rhea's going to do something, right? I mean, right? she doesn't have a match. She's going to be there hanging out. Nothing but time. Well, after that match, well, we don't know what the order is, but next, John Cena and Los Angeles Knight versus Jim Uso of Jim Uso's Honda and Solo Sokoa. I I feel good about this one for Cena and Los Angeles. I chose them too. So Knight and John Cena. Yeah, I just, you know, it's like the feel good story of the year. I have a question for you that I keep meaning to ask and I keep forgetting to do it. Do you know why John Cena always has a little towel? Like where that came from or? I I think he's always had the towel. Just always had a little towel, like a little workout towel. Is that what that is? I think he probably sweats a lot. He looks like he sweats a lot. (laughs) It's always a little towel. Okay. All right. So, so far we're on the same page, bruh. Mm -hmm. Unlike the judgment day, we are united. That's true. All right, Shinsuke versus Sethsuke. I think um, that it's, I really wish it would be Shinsuke, but I think it's going to be Seth. Oh. But for the reason that I said, and yeah. if that's not going to happen, then yeah. I, I think it would be great if it was Shinsuke. Give the guy a title. I picked Shinsuke, but your theory, I think would be so interesting and fun. I don't know what like, I want. I'm conflicted. Bonkers. But I, I want Shinsuke to win just because I feel like this has been a lot of fun to watch him do this. And so just to watch him be an evil, like, champion would be so much fun. Yeah, I I guess the way I'd be okay with it is if he and Damian Priest have an amazing rivalry after this. But I'd really like to see Shinsuke get something nice, too. So I'm very conflicted. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, next we have LWO. Which is going to be Joaquin Wild, Cruz del Toro, and Santos, right? Um, so the thing that, that I, lo- I looked at CBS Sports and they said Rey Mysterio, Santos, Escobar, uh, Joaquin Wild, and or Cruz del Toro. So I don't know how oh, they're okay. this up, but I suspect it'll be Rey, Santos, and so-and-so, you know. <laughs> What's her face? Um, versus Bobby and the Street Profits. Mm-hmm. Um. What do you got for this one? Per our earlier conversation, I predict that LWO gets wrecked. But yeah, samezies, samezies. I don't you feel like as they're building up Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits that they need to win more than LWO doesn't like prove that they are dominant heels? Yeah, right. That's kind of the one. The Street Profits are trying to redeem themselves in Bobby's eyes, like right. keep maintain their standing. But then also they want to establish themselves as the dominant force in uh tag team Exion. if they can't do it then we're basically punking them out and where do we go from here yeah that's true that's my and and either could happen because dad is a mysterious man we will not understand his ways dad's a cruel mistress sometimes (sighs) the the last match on the card uh, this might be the match I'm least interested in. Nah, 
I don't know. I, I feel bad about this one. I think this one is weird. Charlotte, EO, and Asuka in a triple threat match. This one just seems weird to me. And like, I still don't understand why Charlotte like, gets to just do whatever she wants. I don't know. I, um, so I think if this were EO versus Asuka, yes. you know, coming off of the awesome match that they just recently had, I would be very excited. Yes. Um, but it feels like we have this pattern and I, I think this is something that I blame on dad very directly because I think he's always done this where like he wants to move a title off somebody, but he doesn't want to make somebody else look weak or diminish them. So he brings in this third party, mm-hmm. um, you know, let us not forget that in the year of our Lord, I believe 2008, this is how he lost his uh heavyweight title to jeff hardy with edge as the spoiler right because jeff pinned edge not dad is that the one that was like the greatest day of our lives at the pay-per-view and then the next day was the worst day of our lives at raw yes Yes, okay yes so (laughs) i i want eo to retain and i'm gonna say eo retains but what i really think is happening will happen is the most boring option and we'll just put it back on charlotte yeah i like charlotte Charlotte. flair but i'm sick of charlotte flair yeah i i feel the same way i predict i predicted charlotte because it's like why are they doing this otherwise um if she wins it's going to be upsetting because like eo hardly got to have the title the rivalry between asuka and eo is way more interesting and fascinating and just like much cooler and it's like I don't know. It just, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And I think it's insulting to imply that they need this third party validator. Like they're not at a place in their career where it's like, so one thing that they I've have heard, you know, Becky talking about and also like commentators talking about is how Tiffany Stratton could hang with Becky in a match. And that's a very flattering thing to say about Tiffany Stratton at the beginning of her career. But EO and Asuka don't need that sort of like, no. oh, look, they went toe to toe with Charlotte. Who gives a yeah. shit? You know? Yeah. I I wonder if there'll be some fuckery in this match. Like if Bailey comes in to ruin something or. Mm-hmm. We finally blow up damage control. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, this match happened because Bailey volunteered EO for it. Right. So like poor EO, her little face. She was like, "But why?" She's so cute. I just I really love everything about EO. <laughs> she's adorable. Oh, she's great. I love her as champion. I hope she gets to stay champion longer, but like I said, I picked Charlotte. So, womp womp. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll have to see, you know. Saturday night. Oh, so excited. Saturday night fast lane. Vroom vroom. Anything beep else you'd like to talk about this week in wrestling? Uh, you know, it was just, it was a good week in wrestling. It was. Um, I'm just having a great time watching wrestling and talking about it with you. Oh, samesies. Thanks, Fran. Mm. You're welcome, Fran. Well, thank you again, as always and forever, for listening to this podcast for everyone. Wrestling is for girls. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and at our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com and on the platform formerly known as Twitter at WIF Girls Pod. 
We wish you a wonderful week and good luck in all your future endeavors.